Welcome back. Welcome back to Pop Opinions. Pop Opinions. Episode 79. I actually didn't write it down, but yeah, it is. Yay. 79. 79. Almost at 80. Yep. Like next week. That would be 80. It'll be 80. That's fun. Unless we just skip 80, just go right to 81. That'd be crazy. Wouldn't be consistent. No. Case, how you doing? I am good. Thank you, Jack, for asking. I don't have anything to report. Nothing? Nothing happened? <sighs> nope. Nothing. It's been a pretty slow week. No. Um, we're going to talk today about the Oscars because we watched them on Sunday. We were just going to do a quick recap and we had something else planned. But I don't know how you quickly recap that night. No. So we are going to recap that. I think we should probably start. Do you think we should start with it? Or do our movies first? No, I think we should do our movies. Yeah, let's do our movies. Like the same setup we usually do. Mm-hmm. How are you, Jack? Uh, I'm good. Tomorrow, or not tomorrow, well, tomorrow when this comes out, be my last day as an intern. Yeah. <gasps> sad for now unless i get another internship yeah but uh yeah it's been fun yeah kind of weird just doing it from home but yeah it's too bad you can go in like just to like be in the offices and like actually physically meet people and yeah you got to be in meetings and you know stuff right that you're not allowed to tell yeah, that's no, so it, exciting it's very like confidential i know and once i got into my first meeting that's when i knew why they said it's confidential because it is very like just uh a scenario in which you're talking openly about stuff right right so yeah you have to have a free space to be able to say what you're thinking and feeling and whatever right and like throw ideas out there or talk you know maybe you don't like certain players and you but it's a free space to do that right so yeah there was a there was I know, a you're like a vault eh? you won't tell us anything no there was a specific team that i found interesting that they're just not as uh accustomed with i guess mm-hmm. i don't okay. know how to how to dance around mm, it i know you are top dancing my friend but i also don't have there was nothing in that statement that would make it a hint so. yeah 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 no i have no idea <clears throat> and you won't say so no i won't maybe one day Ooh. maybe when i write a book oh fun you no, like it i don't think i'd want to air out other people's no dirty no, laundry that's kind of boring um and we've been waiting for the hockey news to arrive because your name is going to be in it and we're so excited we're going to buy lots of copies for your grandparents and it's exciting it's like your first you know credit and you also had other exciting news that your teacher wanted your podcast to use for something, right? Oh, yeah. That was some time ago. I don't know if it actually happened. That. I sent over the file, but it was going to be played on a radio station that like highlights podcasts. Yeah. That's very exciting. I forgot about that. That was a few weeks ago. No, I didn't. Are you sure you didn't? No. no. Of course I didn't. But like because you just brought it up now. Well... Yeah. Mm. I thought of it today when I was driving home. I was thinking about how proud I am of you. And then I was like, oh, yeah. And you had that other thing, too. Man, so. I probably should have been listening to see if like it actually got played. Uh, yeah, that would. <laughs> you should actually email your teacher and say, oh, did you ever use that clip? Just to see. Mm-hmm. And then you can probably find it. You can find everything nowadays, right? I don't know. I feel like a radio station would be kind of hard to. Well, you never know. There might be some something. Yeah. We digress. We do. 
Uh, so today we're going to do our IMC. Yes. Two incredibly different movies. Very, very different. We got Brothers. Yeah. 2009, because there was a 2015, which I think was like a Sasha Baron Cohen movie. Oh, okay. But it's 2009, you know, Tobey Maguire, Jake Gyllenhaal, Natalie Portman. Very, very intense. Yes. And I definitely have a lot to get into about that. And then Perfect. we have Set It Up. Set It Up. It's a romantic comedy. With, with about two assistants that don't like being assistants. Well, they like being assistants. They just want more time off. They like they don't mind their job. I think they just want more freedom to like date and have a life and do other things other than just work, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's that. And then we're done with that. <laughs> now we've done that movie. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then obviously we'll talk about the Oscars yeah. because it's it was just that significant of a night. Yes. Because I think there there was one thing about that night that got overshadowed because of what happened. Everything did. Everything from the last 40 minutes of the show got but, overshadowed. But there was there was one thing in particular. Okay. And I will I will definitely get into that because it's something that no one was if if that hadn't happened, I don't know why I'm dancing around it like we're not going to talk about it, but if that hadn't happened, this would have probably been the number one thing people were talking about. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Let's do let's do that then. All right. Let's hit some rock, paper, scissors. All right. Ready? Rock, paper, paper scissors, scissors, shoot. I won. You've been winning. I think you've won the last three times. I did paper and he did rock. Uh, I'm going to go first. Okay. Because I think mine's a little lighter. And then we'll get into yours. Okay. And I think mine's a little, like, it's not as much to talk about. Okay. So set it up is on Netflix. And it is Zoe, it's Daish, da, Zoe Dosh, da, do, Diosh. I'm not sure how to say her name. Um, she plays Harper, to, and she's the assistant to Lucy Liu, who is an ESPN reporter, I think, right? I don't think they're specifics yet. Okay, but sorry, sports. yeah. Sports. Sports. Uh, that is the good flip of the Which script. Which I loved, I was going to say that I love that they made Lucy Liu that, and, and then... Glenn Powell plays Charlie, and he is the assistant to Tay Diggs. And they don't really get into what he does. He just makes a lot of money. And so they're both assistants in the same, like, building, but they don't, like, they don't really know each other. And then they run into each other because they're both trying to pick up food, and she doesn't have money, and so, and he, and he, the other assistant does, so he takes it. Anyway, so then they start kind of hatching this plan of just, like, I never have time. Okay. Jack's to play oh that did air there my friend okay okay deutsch is how deutsch okay zoe deutsch okay um so so yeah they're in the building and then they get together and then they have this plan because glenn powell is dating this like hot model and he's like i never have time for her and so he's like, I've always wanted to be a writer, but I don't, I've worked such long hours. And so they hatch this plan of like, let's do a meet, meet cute because they're in the same building. So we'll get them in the elevator at the same time and we'll get them to like, like the elevator stops and then they'll get to know each other. So that is a whole comedic thing. I won't say what happens just in case people want to watch it because it is actually really funny what happens in the elevator. And then they do end up start dating. Now, the good thing about this is their two assistants know everything about them. So they set everything up for like 
I know I just said the title I know they set everything up so that they'll like each other more so it's almost like is it really that they like each other or is it that it's been it's geared, manufactured geared for them their personality so what I, I will say about this movie as a rom-com it is really cute because it's like it's really they're fun characters it's got great dialogue it's got a couple of good twists I guess in it I wouldn't say twist but I would say it's got a different take on it and I don't know for me I didn't see it coming of like there's a certain thing that I do I just don't want to give it away because I think it's a really cute movie if you're looking for a good rom-com I think this is a good one like I because the focus is Lucy Liu and and her like love her relationship then you don't see kind of other things that are happening and they happen very organically so it's really cute it'll make you laugh it's it's a rom-com i don't know right romantic and comedy yeah so like don't have you're not looking for an oscar thing here but if you're looking for a cute light movie this is definitely it the dialogue is like i said it's good for like it's not basic like for a rom-com like it's not dumb and she's zoe is such a good little actress do you know who her mom is no Leah Thompson, who's in uh, Leah Thompson, yeah, who's in Back to the Future, plays the mom. Oh, yeah. That's so that's cool. her her mom, and because I looked her up, because I actually knew this a while ago, but I did look her up a while back, and I just think she's a really good actress, and I think she's kind of forged her own path without, you know, using maybe her parents. I'm sure she used her parents, but. Anyways, she's really good. There's a couple of scenes where what they do well, I find, is like she works really long hours and like she looks disheveled. And I'm like, that's how you would look like I hate those rom humps that everyone just always looks so polished. I'm sorry, you've been at work 12 hours. You're going to look like a total mess. Your hair is going to be messy or whatever. And so, yeah, it's cute. It's a good one. Good job, Jack. There's a there's like the iconic pizza pizza scene. I know um the pizza scene was cute trying to think what else really uh pete davidson's in it pete davidson is in it he places um glenn powell's character's uh roommate gay roommate gay roommate it it felt like one of those like almost like an snl sketch where it was like the character didn't need to be gay but it just it did add to his character it did and then zoe's character and pete davidson's character become like instantly cannot like friends like and then they kind of not gang up but like in a fun way with him like they have a good dynamic once pete davidson gets in there yeah so it's cute uh i think that's yeah i don't know they become like friends because they have to hang out because they're trying to keep them together and yeah i don't know there's other stuff gotta watch it i i have okay i tried to show this to my girlfriend when we had first started dating she fell asleep during it is that shocking to you though because she falls asleep during most movies like something she's like narcolepsy as soon as that tv and it's like a movie that she hasn't seen because she can stay awake if it's stuff like stuff she's watched before she can stay awake but if it's like new things she's like She's a goner in like five, ten minutes. It's one of those things I brought up. I'm like, we should we should watch that again. And that, her response made me think that she just didn't like it. Oh, okay. But it is just, it's just, it's, it's I'm just a fun movie. I'm surprised though, because she likes that kind of stuff normally, right? It's yeah. like cute. And I'll, I'll try again. Try again. Just say, I want like, you. Great now. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> Podcast over. Yeah. 10, 11, 12 minutes in. Yes. Yeah. No, we don't need to talk about brothers or the Oscars. No. 
Segway. Segway into my movie, 2009's Brothers, directed by Jim Sheridan. Uh, and it is about two polar opposite brothers that are forced into a difficult living situation when uh, Sam, played by Tobey Maguire, returns after being presumed dead at war, uh, returns home to Tommy, played by Jake Gyllenhaal, who is now the father figure mm -hmm. head of the family. Yeah. Has taken over that mantle once he's presumed dead. Yeah. So, um, they they do a good job. I because I know that one like the, the very ends up being the very last scene. Once I saw that, I just enjoyed watching how the movie was setting up these characters mm -hmm. because again, two polar opposites. It's a military, it's the uh straight edge family man good military yeah like good morals American, all that stuff yeah. hero yeah and then we have the drifter that just got out of jail yeah and he's a hot mess and he's always getting in bar fights and he's like he did something to a woman i don't know maybe hit her we're not really sure they kind of touch on it but his member he has that conversation with natalie and he's like i went to apologize to her but they we don't see that scene but he's telling her what happened and Oh, I thought it was like the bank robbery because then she says, do you want to open an account? Mm, right. Yeah. But then, yeah. I don't know. They could leave it very ambiguous. Yeah. Um, so right off the bat, it he it, it's Sam picking Tommy up from jail because I thought it was going to be that they didn't like each other. Right. But they're they're brothers. They like. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's familial love. Maybe yep. not as strong as others, but um. So they go to dinner and immediately, I don't think this was a coincidence that we're sitting down for dinner and it's everybody let's say prayer because yeah. it's, it, it adds to, again, religious, mm -hmm. family man, military, mm -hmm. religious is just, it all adds together into his character. And the dad, I can't remember. Sam Shepard. Thank you. Is talking about what a hero Sam mm -hmm. is and he's going off, he's going back to war in a few days. And then Tommy just kind of questions the military in general. Yeah. Which causes the dad to freak out. Mm -hmm. and he's leaving. And how could he do this? You're the basically the son I never wanted. And you're such a disappointment. He is so hard on him through the whole movie. And the dad antagonizes because he's like, oh, uh, they, I think it's the stepmom. Because that's another thing that just kind of gloss over. Yeah. But the mom just ain't there. Yeah. She ain't there, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the and then Tommy says like oh thank you for this food it's great and he's like well compared to what he's right just like it's good food he's like compared to prison food like it almost yeah. like should have been a comedy where it's just like what are you eating prison food and then he smacks the table and is about to freak out and then there's a whole an outburst yeah scare children yep uh, then we send Sam off to war because and this is the funny thing for me about Toby Maguire because. This was the first time I ever looked at him and was like, oh, that isn't Spider-Man. Right. Yeah. Like, I know he's done other things. Yeah. But, like, this is the one where I'm like, oh, he is, like, nothing close to what Spider-Man was. Exactly. Yeah. So, he, it's Captain. I think he's Captain Cahill. Yep. And they're off to Warren first. They're driving around, which made me think, uh-oh, is this going to be, like, Iron Man, like, all over again? But, no, they, they throw you a little misdirection. Then they're in a helicopter and get shot down. Yeah pretty pretty intense stuff and they do a good job of their they get shot down 
you don't know what happened to him. We mm-hmm. have the funeral, and <laughs> my note was literally just he dead, even yeah. though I knew he wasn't. Yeah. Um. The the dad is like at the funeral drinking, mm-hmm. and then it was like, okay, time to drive. Everyone get in the car. Get in the car. That was. That was yeah. And I, I think it's a good it's a good message of like it, it talks about the the realities of being in the military mm-hmm. and I think the because PTSD. the dad was in Vietnam yeah so there's yeah there's they deal with a lot it's it's not normal to go out over and kill people or see people be killed like that's not a normal thing no. nobody knows how to deal with that right uh, and even it's a good there's a lot of just good scenes that you could tell we're just written well because it's not too over the top. Like Tommy finds out that Sam's dead and he's like, why didn't anyone call me? We were trying to call you. And it's this good back and forth where it's not like this overly like dramatic, like sobbing, but you can tell Natalie Portman's crying. Like her character's crying and Tommy's just in shock. Like Jake Gyllenhaal's just in shock. Mm-hmm. And he, he's just, he was just trying to bring the truck back, like the keys. And he just, no, he just can't accept it. No, no, for sure. Uh, that's when drunk dad tries to drive um the the grief scenes especially when she's sitting there with her kids like natalie portman does a great job great job because it isn't like you said it isn't over the top like it's it's very believable she's sitting laying in bed her kids are sleeping you know she's watching old videos she's i don't know she's it shows that she's not sleeping it shows like it just shows it's simple it's like a simple kind of scenes that you know with her dealing with it Mm -hmm. and it's one of those almost like the stages of grief yeah yeah for sure uh and then i think it's during that while she's watching those videos she gets or she's doing she's folding laundry or something and she gets a call from tommy and it's he's like i know it's one o'clock in the morning but can you come pick me up she's like it's three yeah it's three in the morning and she goes and He's like playing, trying to play with the bartender's face. He's yeah. like trying to touch his nose. Yeah, and he's stuff. like, look he's how, such look, a shit. Look how big it is. Yeah, <laughs> and then she comes to pick him up. Like, oh, how much do you owe? And he's like, it's forty-seven dollars and two broken glasses. And she's like, okay, just call it fifty. And he's like, I don't care about the money. Just get him out of here. Yeah, just get him out. Um. Then there's like this semi-father-son reconciliation where they're just talking about Sam and what a good person he was and yeah um like what a good athlete he was and then it's it's kind of it's not fully there but it's well you know you had that potential too you just kind of quit on everything which i think is a better i'm glad they just they didn't just keep with the dad just being an asshole the whole time right right that they show some humanity and he might have exploded like that because he was probably drunk and in grief yeah for sure um then we get this very big reveal that although there I also just like seeing the two military men come to the house and be like, uh, hi, hi where, where's your, where's your, where's your mom? Yeah. And then she just, she knows right away. And as soon she, as she just, walks down the stairs she and she's just them. trying not to, not to let the emotion show. Yeah. Um, but Sam is still alive. Um, I, I loved just the way it, because it's not long until we get more into what happens with the capture of Sam. Yeah. They just kind of reveal it, and it's like, okay, we're going back. We're going back home, I guess. Yeah. And uh, Tommy and a few of his buddies um, are doing a surprise renovation. Yeah. Which 
Not really something you can surprise someone no, not with. A kitchen reno. <laughs> no, probably something. And she pulls him aside, like you should like run this by me. Yeah, because they're already like tearing stuff out, and yeah, they're they're off to work. He doesn't know how to help though. Like yeah. he doesn't know what to do. So he's like, I'm gonna do this, right? And it won't cost anything or minimal, whatever. And I'm gonna do this, and this will be helpful. But she's like the sweetest. Like is. Yeah, once she kind of talks to him and then she comes back in the room and she's like, can I get you guys coffee? Can I get you anything? Like, she's such a sweet, like caring, like mom. I was going to say that like her as a mom is really, she does a really, really good job of portraying a really thoughtful, sweet mom. Like just really take, she took good care of that family. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then when she offers coffee, they'll go, no, but I'll, I'll take a beer. I'll take a beer. Okay. Um, do you know who the private was that got taken with Sam? I do because he's from Chicago PD. Yeah, I just put Ruzek, but it's uh, Patrick yeah. Fluger. Fluger, yeah. Um, that was a cool because that was one where like you'd seen him for a couple scenes, but it wasn't until so they get put in like this like <sighs> hole in the ground thing, yeah, that they just have like a piece of wood on top of. And I was like, okay, that's not too bad. And then they hammer it, and I'm like, oh my god, let's just yeah. And then you could see. Sam is doing his best to stay calm. Yeah. And you could just see that the, the private one. is just freaking out. And He's freaking out and he keeps like they torture these. Like it is awful what they put these two men through. But Sam is like mentally so strong. Like he really keeps him in check. Especially because this this did give me an idea. If I ever get kidnapped. Um, <laughs> what a <laughs> terrible statement. If Because he, he said uh you have a wife you have this you have that he's like you don't you mm. don't have any family yeah you have nothing yeah it's just me and you yeah and i was like that's a good good way to look at it because if you're just thinking oh i want to get back to my family obviously want to get back but yeah yeah that's just sam just knew that wasn't realistic it's not what he needed to stay mentally strong it what wasn't he needed, attainable yeah what he needed was i'm just here by myself and whatever right mm-hmm. yeah uh, so they do get taken by the Taliban, mm-hmm. which is, I'm sure, very relevant for even 2009. Yeah. A movie that a lot of people would go, yeah, we got bad guys. Mm-hmm. Um, they they do some fun Yellowstone branding. Yes. Yep. Which. Yeah. It's like a poker, though, mm-hmm. like a poker stick. That's on fire. Yeah. And then jammed into your body. Um, then they're forced to record videos that are denouncing their own military yeah saying saying, like like, what we've done is wrong and this is this is afghanistan they're in afghanistan this is their land yeah then we shouldn't be impeding which private does i don't think sam no he never really does no well they don't show us anyway yeah they show like they're recording him but he's just not saying anything yeah um then we get to grace's birthday which again it's it's good that it's good that like almost not i don't want to say acceptance but i mean eventually you do have to accept and you do have to move on at some point for sure and they have this big old birthday party and you could see it i'm glad it wasn't just like grief 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 the whole time it was you know what eventually you do need to have some fun well you do like life goes on unfortunately when you know and there's nothing you could do about yeah and these are children that are having birth oh no it was her sorry it was natalie portman yeah uh, and then they're about to go skating. I, I really didn't get so like the one kid is like running ahead and like there's a couple ahead of them. And it's like, oh, what are you doing? She's like, I'm trying to be I'm trying to beat my mom there. Yeah. I realized why they did it, because then it's which 
Bailey Madison will get into her and uh, Tommy are talking and he's like, you know, you're you're a lot like your dad. Right. And she's like, oh, do you think I'm like my mom? And she's like, he's like, you're you're a spitting image. And they're kind of going through what characteristics she has. Well, because she's like everybody likes Maggie. Yeah. Right. Likes the younger one. Everybody likes Maggie and nobody whatever. Like she gets all the attention and stuff. So he's trying to like (laughs) he's trying to just like console her and and lift her up right like lift her like her self-esteem up and whatnot right Mm -hmm. and then they go skating and it's basically this like almost not full circle but it's this almost like hammering in this moment of like he is really becoming their father playing and he's like he's never really been part of their lives they were actually scared of him at one point when he first arrived and um so they're like skating and playing and laughing and the snow is falling and it's just like this like a normal like if you walk by them you would be like what a cute family right Mm -hmm. uh after after skating uh tommy pulls out what i believe to be the smallest joint in ever all time yeah and here here's two pops thanks literally um so he like takes a takes a puff and she goes well give me some Mm -hmm. like it was just one of those like it was probably the corniest part of the movie where yeah. it's like, I didn't really need this scene. You didn't need that part of the scene because then he like calls her Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Well, uh, because she's like, I'm not that good of a girl. Like, because she's always come across as very goody two shoes, I guess, right? Well, especially in high school when she's a cheerleader mm-hmm. that dated the high school quarterback. Right. Very stereotypical. Right. And then there is there is a kiss. One kiss. That's it. That's all it takes. I know. Um, going going back to Afghanistan, Sam is forced to make probably one of the hardest decisions you could possibly make. Totally, yeah, it's it's traumatizing, and it's not one we'll say, but it. No, we won't say it because yeah. Uh, but it's just it's a decision enough where it's one of those you have he had to make the choice he did he did he for sure he did i mean there's no debating about it but it is still traumatizing for sure uh and then after which he's back in his little bunker which it's nice that they move him from one bunker to well, another yeah, like give him a change of scenery at least and then good old u.s military comes in and saves them it was weird at first they were like show us your hands like they didn't like they thought he was taliban yeah yeah it's weird in his like military outfit white yeah uh and then so tommy's playing with the kids in the snow and she gets a call and it's good that we kind of we had the in-person and it wasn't even like he's dead you didn't get to see that you just saw them and you knew what the conversation was going to be yeah yeah and then she gets a call and she's just like yeah this is she and just kind of a little back and forth and you could just see this like shocked look because who could ever expect that your husband that everyone told you he was dead and you had a funeral for and yeah kind starting, of kind of moved on kind of starting, starting to, to have a life again um and he he gets back and as soon as he gets off the plane you can just and it's yep. amazing acting mm-hmm. because you could just see it in his face that he is nowhere close to the person he was when he left no no like he doesn't his whole demeanor has changed and uh I just wrote he had Sam's he he had like Tommy had Sam's life and even when everyone you know hugs him or let's let's take you home 
they just they hold a couple seconds on Tommy because he sees Sam come back and almost take the life that he yeah. had. Like he does look sad. Like he's kind of like, like it's it must be like I thought to myself he must be torn because he's so happy his brother's back, but he's now not the man of the house or you know he was really enjoying the girls and grace and right Mm -hmm. um the dad so sam is like trying to fix up the truck he's like oh you could take it to a mechanic and he's like well i have nothing else to do it it was like almost a snap like it was just a little bit like i got nothing else to do so i'm just gonna do it yeah and then the dad like does his best to try Mm -hmm. to talk to him and just says well like are you like are you okay and then says like if you ever need to talk just let me know and we just we know he never would no what what he had to go through he would never yeah yeah um then we get our our killer carrie mulligan i know i was so excited definitely not under the best circumstances especially a specific question she asked yes just how she pries into the situation that happened with sam yeah um then uh this isn't at the very end but all the glasses are in the cup are in the like shelves and they're not placed exactly how he wants he rearranges them so rearranges and makes sure everything is lined up so properly he's doing it and then he stops and he rearranges it again while in the middle of rearranging you know like he's like no no that's not right either and then does it and he's not sleeping he's like he hears one little noise and he has his gun gun ready yeah um, I really wish I could say. Oh, uh, then he's just he goes back into the office or whatever and says, "I'm, I'm ready to ready. go back." Yeah, and they're like, "No, like you, you were just a, a prisoner of war. You've been back how long? A couple of weeks, maybe." Yeah, they yeah. don't really tell you, but it hasn't it hasn't been long. And they're no. like, "No, like no." And he's and it's just this line of like I can't be in that house. I know. I can't be with them. They go skating again, and he's asking Tommy, "Did you sleep with Grace?" But it's the weirdest. It, the way it's done is weird because they're like laughing and whatever, and then Tommy goes and sits with him on the on the picnic table, and he's just there laughing, and then all of a sudden it's like, "Did you sleep with her?" And then he won't let it go. Yeah. Like he just you know, and and Tommy's just like putting his arm around him and be like, you know, just. Like, he's not really saying yes or no, but he's like, don't be crazy. Or I don't know what he's saying, but he's trying. He's trying to brush it off as best as he can. Yeah. Like, he's like, come on, bro. Right. Uh, And then we get to Maggie. Maggie. I think it's Maggie. Yeah. The little one. It's her birthday. Yeah. And we have this like as close to like it was like the tiny bomb. Yeah. Because, you know. Uh, Tommy brings a girl who he had met an hour, hour. and a half. Yeah. He said an hour and a half. She okay. said an hour. Yeah. Which makes all the difference in the world. 30 <laughs> minutes is you can learn the world about a person. So much. Um, he brings her to this dinner because he's trying to move on because in his mind it was going to be him and Grace. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And she's just playing with this balloon and they're trying Isabel to have. Isabella is the older one yeah. is playing with the balloon played by bailey madison Mm -hmm. and she just she doesn't like that they're talking to this new girl and she likes uncle tommy and sam has had like a bit like they had a dinner they had a dinner where uh the younger one maggie makes like this joke about like elephant elephant and dog ears yeah a joke that didn't really make sense it didn't but it's a kid but he's just just like but that's not funny like how is that how How is that funny and he just keeps like hammering it home he's like and then grace has to be like sam like relax yeah okay like it's a kid 
And then when they go into another room and sits down, sits down, he just says, "I just feel like you're sleeping with Tommy." Mm-hmm. And he it's just he can't let it go. Yeah. Um. And Bailey Madison, like even at first, she's scared of Tommy, and then eventually, you know, really likes Tommy. And then after that semi blow up, uh, Sam comes back and they're playing in the backyard, and you could just see like physically how scared she yeah. is of him. Yeah. Like she's backing up, and she. You could just see it on her face. You feel you feel what she feels. Like it's not even that you can see it. It's like you can feel it. She, per- like what a what a little powerhouse that was, performance wise. And then that birthday dinner mm. just has has a big enough explosion where Sam and the family they leave. They go back home, and Tommy just with the right instinct yes just thinks i'm i'm gonna go there and yeah even the dad and the stepmom are talking like you need to call the police like stay out of it everyone is concerned yeah and kids get put to bed and it is just the most gut-wrenching but it just built up so properly to this scene yeah what what a performance from toby mcguire like it is and it must have been really hard scene to do I think even Natalie Portman did a really good job with her reaction to him. Like she didn't freak out. She didn't, she didn't even look really scared. Like she was just standing there like, okay, like whatever. Right. Because he's just destroying the kitchen with a crowbar. Yeah. And Tommy comes in and gun gets held to him. And then it just becomes this kind of standoff. The police show up and it's, and it's again, the, the snapping was him destroying everything in the kitchen. But even as he's yelling at the police, he points the gun at Tommy again, mm-hmm. points it at himself. Self, and he said, yeah. like, what are you going to do? Like, shoot me, shoot me. And yeah. like, you could just see what the war has done to him. Yeah. Yeah. It changed him. It, it changes you. Right. Yeah. No, it's so sad. Mm-hmm. And then we have this final. Fi- yeah. Final scene where he confides in Grace about what really happened. Yeah. Overseas, especially with with his private like it was just how traumatizing that was because he's in like a military medical facility yeah like he's just not at home anymore yeah and she's like i I like that scene because she's like i've loved you since i was 16 like if you don't tell me what happened like i'm done you're not going to see me again because she can't like she can't keep doing it either we confront it and we deal with it or i'm out right so he tells her and then they kind of hug and that's the end of the movie. So you're kind of left with like, do they work it out? Does he get better? Does he go back? Like, you know, you're just kind of left with like, okay. It was kind of the right point to leave off the story, like finish the story. Yeah, because you're saying like, because that was the significant part of it. So there, it's been, he's he's said it out loud now. Yeah. So. It is, it is out in the open at least. And for this movie, it's not really necessary for what happens going. next. Yeah, no. For sure, but you're just kind of left with like, okay, that's that. Yeah, uh, excellent movie, Toby McGuire. I looked Good. through. I'm I looked, so glad you liked it. I looked back through the 2010 Oscars, and I think at minimum he should have been nominated. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I look back to once you said it, and I agree. I think Bailey Madison should have been too for her performance. Yeah. I, I just think it was so good the way she can make cry and her make her face like. Her lips quiver and the way she was like antagonizing her dad with that balloon. Like she's just, she was so good. Her face, the way she's looking at him and she's rubbing the balloon and he's like, stop it. And she just keeps doing it. Like it's a great scene. And even when she says like, I don't, I don't want that. I don't like that. I want uncle Tommy. Yeah. 
It's gut wrenching. It's a sad movie, but th- it's a good movie. Like I think those are the only because I was looking at it and I was thinking about like could any of can could anyone else have been nominated? And I, I don't. I think those are the only two. Yeah, I agree. I think Natalie Portman did a good job, and I don't know if it was like Oscar or whatever worthy. But Especially because you can't just look at every movie and go, yeah, everyone should have been nominated. Yeah, it's no, it's just not the case. Jake Gyllenhaal plays his role perfectly. Yeah, and if anything, like he'd be a supporting actor, but I yeah. don't think it's enough to get nominated. Yeah. Even Toby, though, I wouldn't even say, well, like, I guess, yeah, I would say he's the main actor, but yeah, I don't know. It's conv- it's a confusing one, for sure. Speaking of the Oscars. Oh, great transition. Thanks. The 2022 Oscars. 2022 Oscars. We, so we did our, we did our little sheets. We did some bets at Proline. We were like, it's one of my favorite nights of the year. Lost all of them. We did. We did lose. We did lose all of them. Um, I'm first just gonna start with the best dress. Let's just start with a positive note. Um, Sean Hader. So she is the director for Coda. Loved her dress. It looked like a kind of a disco ball. It was great. Uh, Lily James looked beautiful. She had a pink dress. Mila Kunis, stunning, and Amelia Jones from Coda. But my all-time favorite is Zendaya. Like, I I just, I mean, she will probably always be on my best dress list, I've realized. Like, she just, whoever styles her, has got her figured out. And I just, I thought it was incredible. I thought it was classy. I thought it was, you know, because we definitely were a little more edgy this year. We had Ta- um, Timothy Chalamet show up without a shirt on, which I, you know, you and I had a couple discussions. There was someone there with a dress that I didn't feel was appropriate for the Oscars like I think they're that's okay for the after party because they all change right for the after party and there's like another dress but I just like the tradition of keeping Oscars what are you gonna say I can tell by your face I'm not it it was just it was possibly a generational thing where like I just I I don't care like to me it's just also if we're calling if we're gonna call the Oscars this prestigious award show Mm mm-hmm don't have comedians host it okay that's fair have someone go you know we had a lot of movies this year enjoy the show like i just think right i don't think then if we're gonna call it this prestigious event i don't think the i don't think it should be joking around then right okay i guess yeah it's like they're trying to find that fine line of like people watching too like they want people to watch it because which i think people tune in now (laughs) um yeah, because they were saying, like, some people were saying, Oscars are kind of obsolete. Like, no one really watched them anymore, but I that might change for next year. Also, the body, like, the jewelry Zendaya had on her arm. Yeah. Someone looked it up, and each, like, piece yeah. is worth uh, $20,000. <laughs> and she was wearing, I think it was seven on each side, so it would have been about $400,000. Yeah, yeah, you know, no big deal just jump change i love that they were the way they were spaced out too i want to know how they like kept them like that like they must have like literally molded them to her because like i don't under, like bracelets don't do that they all fall or they're up near your elbow like yeah I, anyways i thought she was the best dressed okay so oscars get going we have we're gonna go in order because we can't just jump to the to the thing so Beyonce starts out with her performance it's on a tennis court she's wearing neon green the whole thing is green and it's for her song for the King Richard movie great performance love Beyonce beautiful okay so then the girls come out wait I'm I'm gonna throw in that if anybody wants to know why the Oscars are three and a half hours (laughs) it's because of this yeah it's because of stuff I'm not just saying Beyonce I'm just saying the performances 
and the little things they do. It's the little things in between. I think the performances are fine because they're up for best. It's not just like a random song. She was up for an Oscar. So I think I'm okay with those. But it is the other things that like, you know, they said, oh, these are the five most cheerable moments in a movie. And like they have a list of, you know, these movies. And like, I don't know, like it's just like we don't need to know that. We can just stay on on task. Yeah, that's just kind of gimmicky that's something like just put that on social media yeah for sure like leading up to it or something right um so amy schumer wanda sykes regina hall those are our hosts they come out um they have lots of like just jokes whatever and then amy the other two ladies leave and amy schumer's there and this is where i think she's the funniest not out of the three i'm saying i think it's like this part of it was the funniest when you know, she's talking about they hired three of us because it's cheaper than hiring one man. They had the Leo joke about leaving the earth to his girlfriends. Um, and then she said, she goes, you know, we're, <laughs> I don't know how she set it up, but it was something about like how women and we're starting to get more like knowledge, more women. And this year we had the wonderful or the incredible Williams sisters dad, a movie about the Williams sisters dad like the way she delivered it was really funny um anything for that uh there is a couple holes to poke in it i, I know i'm wearing a feminist shirt right now and you I, are. I did like i did like amy schumer more than usual but a lot of people did point out that quite a few of her jokes had already been told oh yeah yeah so like the leo one was like on twitter in like november oh i see so it's one of those like she probably didn't steal it but it's just a little too close the other one which i know is later did you write down the seat filler joke yeah guy because i want to talk about that when we get there um i might not have but i know where it is um but that that segment that she that that sequence because isn't that where she does the don't look up one too yeah because she goes oh yeah don't look up and i guess that just means the academy didn't look up the the reviews and adam mckay loved that joke well like most people just laugh at jokes um so we got the first award and it is for um ariana DeRose won for west side story and she's like the first queer woman of color to win very exciting she looked beautiful not a fan of the movie but i mean i was happy for her for that accomplishment so great uh she acknowledges the original like yes yeah because she's there rita moraine marino marino so she's there and that woman is like 90 and looks incredible. So that's really cool. Um, then Regina Call comes out and she does a bit with, um, she said there's there's some people that didn't pass their COVID test and they need another test. I, I love this lane that Regina Hall picked where like even in the opening thing, she was just like, they were like, I'm Amy Schumer. I'm Wanda Sykes. Regina Hall's like, I'm single. I'm single. Yeah. Like she really just stayed on that and I, I'm there for it. I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. So she's like, so we're going to need a few people to come up back up on stage, like come to the back and we're going to have to do a COVID test. So she's like, when I call your name, just come up. So she's like Bradley Cooper. So right away, you know where this joke is going. Yeah. Timothy Chalamet. Which those two did it the best because not only did they just like, because the other ones, they got up and they they, yeah. they liked the bit. But like Bradley Cooper and Timothy Chalamet both raised their hand like, oh, oh here, here, coming yep. up. Yep. Here like, I come. They just really went with the they bit They did. Well. Yeah. Um, Tyler Perry and Simu Lee. I know I always say uh, Leo. Leo. Um, so she's like, okay, so we're going to go in the back. This is what's going to happen. And, 
you know, then she does ask Will Smith if he's, you know, because she goes like, I know you guys are kind of whatever. Will Smith, do you want to come? And he's like, no, laughing, whatever, right? Even uh, he, she's like, oh, Javier Bardem. Ah, no, wait, you're still, with, still with Penelope. Penelope. And then she said Jacob Elordi, but he, I guess he wasn't around. She didn't really call him up. She was just kind of like. She mentioned his name. Just yeah, and she's you. like, you're legal. I mean, you're you're okay, you're positive. Like she she was really, I thought it was pretty funny. So then she calls out. So the, she sends the boys back and then she calls out Jason Momoa and Josh Brolin to do the next award. And she does this full pat down on them, like their whole legs. And he's like, no, I'm good. I'm like, and, that, and like, I think that was it made the bit better that Josh, they both went with it. Josh Brolin did more of like the I don't think this is necessary. And Jason Momoa just kind of like smiled and went with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind and, of and she even said like, oh, yeah, uh, the testing's going to be very simple. Uh, we're going to check the back of your throat with my tongue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I know some people didn't like it, but whatever. I don't know. Just, I thought it was funny. Um, so then we get to supporting actor where our little, our boy Coda won from, uh, so Troy Kotzer and, um, he's from the movie Coda, which I could not rave enough about. And he delivers a beautiful speech where he's just so gracious and he's so, it's just a really well done speech. Like it's like, yes, especially because he's signing. So, and then this was, this was great watching it while we were watching it. And he walks up to the microphone and I had noticed there was someone behind him holding, like had a handheld mic, but you didn't see that. And you're like, shouldn't, shouldn't someone be up there with him? Yeah. Like you were so concerned. I'm like, there's someone like off camera. Right. Like I was talk. like, what's, what's going to happen? Like, how are they going to do this? But yeah. I'm I sure. thought he was going to say something at the end. Like I thought one of the, something was going to be like him saying it. Right. Right. And it was, uh, the, the actress from, wasn't it Minari? Yeah. Minari. And it was just, it was one of those, like. I feel bad for laughing, but they're walking off stage and she's talking to him. Yeah. We're both like, oh, he can't, can't he can't hear, hear you. you. Yeah. And it was just one of those because he's just like, he's in his own world. He's, he's just, so happy. And then he, he probably looks down and is like, oh, she's talking to me. <laughs> Her lips are moving. I don't know what she's saying. Um, Drive My Car one for Best International Film. One of those, like, I don't want to say this to be mean, but like if we're calling like layups, if if a movie's nominated for best, best picture, picture, you know it's going to win international. That was pretty easy. It's one. kind of one of those trade trade offs where it wasn't going to win best picture, yeah. but it still got something. Yeah, yeah. I watched about half of it. It's a really long movie. It's like three hours. I'm like, Whew. didn't they have a bit about that? No, um, no, it was about uh, Power of the Dog. I've watched it like three times. I'm almost halfway through. Yeah. That was another. I saw there's a movie guy that I really like. There's two movie guys that I really like on TikTok. And this other one's a little more like, I don't want to say critical, but like has more of like the in-depth conversations. And he had that, like he posted a video about like, if you, because someone's like, oh, movies shouldn't be three hours. And he had this like, well, some of the greatest movies ever are three hours. And he went through it and he's like, Avengers Endgame, mm-hmm. The Godfather Part Two, like, if a movie's good enough, it should be able to hold your attention. That is true. I will I will give it that because I'm pretty critical of movies that are like three hours. I'm like, if you can't tell a good story in like under two hours, I'm not here for it. But it is true. If it's good enough, you won't even notice you're sitting there for three hours. Like Endgame, I could probably watch for 10 hours. And, you know, like, it's, yeah, so that is true. Um, we don't talk about Bruno. It was really cool. They performed it in the audience, and it's so colorful. And it was so that one was really good. Megan the Stallion had a yeah. verse in it. <laughs> yeah, she did. The best part about that was that she was singing. And she's like, "Enzendea's right there." Right. Yeah, she started adding stuff. It was cute. 
Um, original screenplay was Belfast, Kenneth Branagham, Brana, Branagham. Uh, Brana. Brana. No, I want to say Branahan. Um, yeah, so he won for original screenplay for Belfast, and he I really enjoyed his speech. Uh, and then adapted screenplay was Coda. So Sean um, Hader came out. She was also the director. And um, so I was really excited to see that because I was like, hopefully they're just now they've won two. They were nominated for three Oscars and now they've won two out of three. So I was just like, I was happy with that. Like I was like, perfect. Right. And this was early on enough that I said, when do I, I was like, what time? Because this is one of those events you can't really be behind. Yeah, no, it is hard because you keep seeing you kept seeing stuff on your phone or. Not really. No, I thought you said, oh, I know who doesn't win best. You knew something. Yeah, it was best <laughs> picture. There was a, not a bet. Like, I didn't bet money, but it was just like pick. It was, it, it was it going to be, what was going to win best picture? Power of the Dog or any of the other movies. So I'm right. like, I'll just pick Power of the Dog because I, I think it had a good chance. But I said, what time do we start talking about Coda is going to win best picture? Oh, my God. Yes, I can. Okay. And you didn't want to not you. Did, I, maybe you just didn't want to jinx it. I don't want to jinx it because it's like literally the only like I liked some of the other movies like I or I did. My friend and I always he, he we rank them. So we were both like, well, Coda was the best movie and the other ones were all kind of interchangeable for us. Like they were good. Some of them were they were good okay like whatever entertaining enough but coda to me was always like the best one and then i had some at the end like i had some that were like nine and ten for sure and then the ones in the middle i was kind of like i don't know you could convince me either way right billy eilish performs i thought she did a great job and then regina and wanda come out and they do a bit in the audience and where the kim kardashian you got to work harder, they say to Judy oh, Dench, because yes. <laughs> of the Kim Kardashian. You have to get up and work, or whatever her whole thing. So it's so right. You're so it's so right. Okay, so now we're two hours and thirty minutes ish into the into the Oscars. Okay, so far it's been great. Wait, right? so this is so the the Amy seat, seat filler thing after after okay. So we're two hours in. We're good. Like everybody's here happy. Like, I don't know. It was like a good vibe, right? Chris Rock comes out. <laughs> He's talking. His first joke is about, oh, there's no mass. We're all breathing raw dog. Everybody's like laughing. Good classic Chris Rock. Right. He makes the joke about Javier Bardem and Penelope not being able to win. It is a it is a good joke that it was. Well, if she doesn't win, you better hope you don't win. Yeah. You better hope it's Will Smith. Right. Then he makes the joke about Jada Pinkett and G.I. Jane, too. When are you going? Uh, he goes, Jada, I love you. Can't wait to see you in the next G.I. Jane. Or it's, I, I, I don't even remember now the joke. Because yeah, it's it not was, even a good joke. No, like, I think it was, I can't wait for G.I. Jane, too. Yeah. Which okay. was Demi, Demi Moore, who shaped her head. Yeah. So she rolls her eyes. Will laughs. And it, then it is the very important part that when the jo joke is first told, Will Smith is laughing at the joke. Yeah. Then we see him walking on stage. It's this kind of off camera where he's like, uh, OK. And then he, you just hear, uh oh. Yeah. And the funny part is because I saw captions after and he he says Richard, like Richard Williams. Oh, OK. Is probably just where his head went. And he's walking up to him. And I think everybody in. Until until Will Smith sits back down, you go. He walks up and slaps him. Yeah, slaps oh. him across the face. And you go, okay, 
I, I, I guess that's just a bit we're doing. Like, because I immediately thought, oh, that's fake. That's a little, totally, a little bit we're doing. And the, the moment we all realized it wasn't a bit was the sound goes out. Yeah, it's muted, and you can, but you can read his lips because it is keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth which and he repeats twice he repeats it twice because he says something like once once we found the clip with with it out it muted yeah chris rock is like it was a joke and it was a gi jane joke. it's a gi jane joke like and then it repeats get and your then wife's he goes name. out of my fucking mouth so chris rock is visibly shaken he has a really hard time recovering um and i have to say i did too like it really changed the tone, I would say the last three days, it's been pretty consuming with reading where people stand in Hollywood and what is going to be the ramifications of this. Like, what are the consequences of behaving like this? You are, you cannot go and assault somebody. Like, you just can't. I don't, I understand his feelings are hurt. Jada's feelings are hurt. It was a joke. Not even a good one. Yeah. There are ways to handle it. Violence should never be on the table. I think there's also, I think people went extreme both ways. Like the Judd Apatow tweet where he said he could have killed him. I think he meant like not with the slap, like he could have just killed him, like whatever. Yeah. But that was a little dramatic. Judd Apatow definitely, because I feel like some people were in the heat of of it and shocked by it because we've never seen anything like this before um i liked uh, i wrote down a couple of people that i really did like um i am on the camp of he needs a consequence i don't think it should be his oscar gets taken away i I don't like that one i think in the moment that was the conversation we had and yeah. it was before he'd even won. Was yeah, I don't even think he should have been allowed to stay. But again, there's no point in... Which they did apparently ask him to leave and he refused. Yeah. My problem... Okay, this is my problem with... I mean, I have so many problems with it. A, the violence. Second, he goes back and sits down. And not even two seconds later, when Questlove wins the the Academy Award. And it's a huge deal for him. He worked... This is a passion project for Questlove. And it gets like like you are on the back burner buddy nobody even remembers that because everyone is their mouths are still on the floor and will hugs him yeah we're we're back in our seat we're laughing like anytime they showed him he was laughing like he was having the best night of his life like i don't i don't think that's fair i don't think you should then go and win an oscar and then go to an after party like there was no consequence for that if it had been anyone else okay so this is the thing if chris was a woman that wouldn't have happened. No, I think if if that's just say it's Amy Schumer, just because she there's a chance she was on stage. If that happens to her, I think people rush the stage. Like, there's no way he would go up and hit her though. No, like, right? And again, and that was the other thing when people were like, well, what if the Rock? Just for an that example, that was my had next that example. Is what if the Rock is standing there? Like he was a bully, and he he was. It's really bad taste. Anyways, I'll get to my Maria Shriver said we should never get to a place where we sit and watch a movie star hit someone on global television moments later to get a standing ovation while talking about love i thought that was really well said because that does really sum it up he wins an oscar and everybody's not everybody i won't say everybody half the room is standing congratulating him yeah and i understand it's hard because you're trying to like in your head compartmentalize but it's hard to not have violence in your like that was a violent act right Richard Marx says 
Um, I like Oscar winners who don't slap comedians across the face over a joke. I thought that was just like simple and whatever. Mm. I think the piece we haven't really said yet is that Jada does deal with alopecia. Yes. Okay. So she does. And this is that is a nice segue into what David Spade said, which is like comedians don't have people's medical records. So it's not it wasn't a malicious joke. No. No one knew about this. Now everybody knows about it, but nobody knew about it before. I think she had been public with it but but again she's not a for me she's not an a-list like it's not like it's out and like no one knew really about it and on the weekend before the oscars she apparently i didn't again i didn't know this until after that she had alopecia but um on the weekend she had put out a thing saying i'm okay with it i'm i'm ha-, like you know so it's like are you okay with it because like i don't i'm not sure what you're putting out here because then he just had to go and hit somebody because yeah um but my favorite was zoe kravitz she posted a picture of herself on instagram and she said here's a picture of my dress at an award show where we are apparently assaulting people on stage now and i thought that was just (laughs) so well said of just like okay so i guess this is what's now happening so then she posted a second picture of herself and she said here's a picture of my dress at the party after the award show where we are apparently screaming profanities and assaulting people on stage now and i was like oh boy she is just really going for it yeah this it was very line line drawn in the sand and everyone either picked the you can't walk up and hit someone or you should be allowed to defend your wife yeah i found right after the award show or like yeah i would say like even the next morning a lot of people were on I found more people standing up for Will Smith. I think it's also because until that moment, could you deny that Will Smith was probably the most liked person in, let's just say, America? Well, I've never been a huge fan, but yeah. In the general population. Yeah. like Who who compares with Will Smith? Right, right. And I think over the course of the last two days, I think it's changed a lot. Or more people are just coming forward with saying like, that's not okay. Like it's not, I understand. I try really hard in any situation to try and see both sides. And I see the side of he was upset. If you want to sit from your seat and scream at him, I'm, I'm okay. Even with that. Yeah. I am not okay with somebody going up and getting hit. Like, it's just not okay. Like it just isn't anyways, like it was hard and it really, it changed the whole tone to me. Yeah. Like, it just, it was really hard to recover from that. Even with the ending the way it did. Like, I love the ending of the Oscars, but I just, I couldn't shake it. And he will always be tainted with this. Like, what are you thinking? I think in a few weeks, I want to have the more, let's talk about Will Smith's career. Because right. I, I think it's something that he has been in the public eye for 30 years. Yeah. At least. Yeah. This is his first real blemish i want to say like right. first real thing where you could say this is a bad thing i know people might not be the biggest fan of him that's that's one thing that's yeah, just that's a, that's, that's a matter of, there. that's yeah. a matter of opinion in 30 years the amount of shit he's probably had to deal with and again i'm not saying this to say he can go and do that yeah i'm just saying this is this is also the biggest night of his life this is his coronation that he's been working for how long totally. trying to get an oscar yeah and boycotts it in 2016 him him and jada both boycott which is where chris rock threw in more of the jokes yeah back then that was, 
there was one in there where he said you guys are boycotting well jada i just don't think you were invited like mm. so i think there was more jokes that maybe it was specific specifically because it was chris rock making that joke at that time about something that's sensitive right and again right. not justifying what he did but no, i no, just no. yeah can imagine the emotions he's going through because i think everyone in that room knew he was winning the oscar yeah like i think that was it was kind of a gimme we knew that and right? then i bet on denzel for some reason i know speaking of denzel i actually really did like um what he did say to him because when will won um denzel said at your highest moment that's when the devil comes and i thought that was really well said and so true and i never thought of things like that before of just like you're on your you're on your high and like look what's like happened or whatever because I guess Denzel was the one that kind of calmed him down is the rumor anyways we'll go back to Questlove wins his Oscar and Chris Rock is so shaken and sad and you can see him off camera and it's hard to watch like I really felt for him I thought it was just like oh boy you're almost like embarrassed like you just got like nothing that we've ever seen before. Yeah. And you don't even know how to handle it. So I don't blame the Oscars for not knowing how to handle it because how do you even prepare for something like that? I mean, now they'll be prepared. But so Sean Diddy, I'm not sure what we call him anymore. Puffy Diddy. I'm not sure what we. Yeah, there's a, there's quite a few different still, names. Anyways, you know who I'm talking about. He comes out to do a Godfather thing, but he's like, we're going to sort this out. Like, look, it, brothers. That was like, if, if. I think if we all had a vote of, okay, this just happened. Who do you put on stage? going to say that P. Diddy, probably not my first choice. Oh, yeah? I kind of liked it. I thought he was like, all right, guys, we're going to figure this out like brothers. You definitely need someone to de-escalate the situation. But also, I don't know. I, I mean, just because I think it was also just funny because it was then, all right, let's honor the Godfather. Yeah. Look at what's kind of a weird the whole thing after that just got weird to me. Like you had read that quote about like my shroom or yeah, acid the, or something. Yeah, <laughs> the biggest like, acid trip ever. So then we go to the in memoriam. Okay. This is, this is it. This is where we're like, what is actually happening in this last half an hour of the Oscars? So first it's like, I will remember you. Great. You know, we have, um, Sydney Poitier is the first one that's kind of getting spoken about. I liked the way they had people come out and speak for certain people. I thought that was great. So they have the thing, then they play the song Spirit in the Sky, and it's a full dance party yeah, on the stage. It is a choir, gospel, whatever, and Spirit in the Sky isn't necessarily, like, it's a bit more of an upbeat song. Yeah. But this almost just, like, and I understand the celebration of life part of it. Yeah. It just was, like, when you're listening to the words of Spirit in the Sky... It's where I'm going to go when, when I, I die. die. Yeah. It when just, I die and they lay me... To, I don't know. It was just, like, bizarre to me. Like, I was like, what? We could have also just been in shock from what happened. But Probably. But to, to me, it was disrespectful and, like, distaste, distasteful. Yeah. Like, I felt like we were on an emotional roller coaster. Like, it was like, but what? What is this now? You want to... Oh, okay. We're dancing. Yeah, because then I saw a lot of people go, oh, this is what the Oscars needed, was to do the In Memoriam this way. And I was like, well, no. The way they do it, it's one person singing a song that is probably sad. But I think it's because... Not you're supposed to be sad, but 
there's so many people you see and you're like oh my god like i i forgot that they had passed away like yeah. it, it is it's not something where you go like yeah yeah Betty white yeah bye <laughs> see ya. Like, like i don't it, know it's, it's, it's just, not an upbeat was, kind of mood it was a weird it was I a think weird that's, choice i think that's when the the uh shroom trip tweet came yeah because we were just like what and then betty white's dog or something was on stage and they're like what is happening right now like yeah so that was bizarre and then um billy eilish and phineas win for no time to die very excited which who who in the family picked that to win you did i didn't i picked beyonce just because i was like it's beyonce oh really i thought you picked Encanto. no uh i think everybody else did yeah um kevin costner comes out and does i'm not even sure what it is it's like the 40, longest 45 minutes and of, it's of di- just, directing isn't it yeah it's for the directing and i don't even know what's happening he was talking about a theater well first he's like so this is where i oh just down the street is where i saw my first full-length adult movie so we're all like porn, porn. <laughs> like that's the way it sounded this but is where then, the oscars have gone this man just got slapped now we're talking about porn, porn. we have spirit in the sky dancing like i don't know we're just like what is actually happening right Dead now dance party <laughs> yeah like, but he was he originally ever we eventually caught up to whatever he was saying and it, it was just like a western i think yeah. right yeah it was a it was because wow. he was also like eight i think he said he was fairly young yeah but the way he said it was like this adult. where i saw my first adult movie and we're like okay it was the longest opening speech i've ever heard for a director and i'm like that's i don't know who approved that that was too long like i was so bored i also i'm i'm gonna go out and say that the script there was maybe a little bit of a script yeah and then he just he just ran off the rails he went he's like this is my moment to shine (laughs) well because even earlier i was like why is kevin costner there and then he walked up and i'm like okay so that's why yeah, did he win last year? Like, I don't understand. Usually it's the director from last year. Anyways, no. we'll look that up after. So Jane Campion wins. She is the third female of all time to win, and it was very exciting. She's been I, nominated twice. Yeah. I, I'm not a fan of the movie, but I was happy to see a female win. Uh, liked her speech. Great. So now we get to best actor. Also, she does have she does have written, but I think she just had names written down. Yeah, she does have a written uh, speech, which you know, we're not really fans of. But, you know, we were kind of like, I guess, I don't know, I have to maybe let that go a little bit because not everybody can just talk off the cusp. Um, then... Uh, Chloe uh, Zhao won oh. for Nomadland. So I don't year. know why, because normally it's whoever won. That's is that what they do for everything? I thought it was just the actors. Just the actors and actress, and usually the director. Um, so now we get to best actor, and we have uh, Pulp Fiction reunion. Uh, who doesn't love the 28th anniversary of a movie? 28th. I mean, it's super important, guys. Like Let's, we're like, why what? Did, why didn't we do this either three years ago at oh. 25 or two oh. years in the future? Right. 30. 30 yeah i don't know it's 28 and uh we have a little dance where it's it's they, pretty it's they a good do, buzz they do a bit where they have the, the briefcase case, what's in the briefcase so best actor will smith we're like this is gonna be awkward people start standing and i am like what is actually happening i think also if you're in the room i don't think you could fully process what happened okay that's fair that that is a fair comment 
for sure. I think it's I, easier on TV because you get a commercial break at some point and you kind of we you kind of we talk about it and I I don't think you can really do that in the room. Well, and everyone was saying it's it was very out of character for him. Like no one's like, yeah, I'm not surprised. Like nobody is saying that. So I think a lot of people were like, well, he was just protecting his wife in that moment. Yeah. But then when you when you have a moment to think about it, you're like, wow, he actually hit somebody, right? He gets up there and talks about protecting his family and he loves people and he's a vessel of love and it's just he's crying and he's it's a long speech. They don't even cut him off. Like I think everyone was just scared. Right. Like I, I saw this also as bad as it is, the amount of like jokes and memes that have come out of this. The one I've seen a bunch of them where someone is pretending to announce best actor and it says Andrew Garfield on it and they're like will smith <laughs> yeah yeah that's it's this generation where we have to joke about people people made jokes about the war in the ukraine yeah like it's yeah i mean you gotta do what you gotta do right but i hated his speech i'm not even gonna sugarcoat it i hated it it didn't it didn't flow it was all over the place i think he realized what he done and then there he were do, tears he does apologize he, to not, the academy to the academy and asks i hope i get invited back so hopefully that's a bit of foreshadowing cause i think I, I think do. that is the easiest setup for them to say you know what next year you are not invited back there has to be a consequence and it has to be pretty big you assaulted somebody it has to be it can't be monetary either he can afford that it's it has to be something that people recognize listen you're gonna cause a division i know people won't be happy if he's not allowed back they're gonna be like something maybe the race car gets played or maybe it's something people will be upset but i think because of the severity of what he did there has to be a severe consequence so so then amy schumer comes out and she's like so hi in in that they did a really bad bit where uh, wanda was richard williams pushing a shopping cart regina hall was tammy faye jessica chastain's character and amy schumer was the funniest part of that because she comes suspended from the sky in like a spider-man costume she's like oh aren't we doing our best our favorite movies yeah and this was before anything happened with chris rock so this was before so she comes out in a new dress and she's like Hi, I just got out of my costume. It took me forever to get out of my costume. Did I miss anything? A good joke. Great joke. Like that must have been on the cuff too, because clearly no, not. I don't, I don't not think you're a, writing that. You're not writing that. So, and then she's like, "It's like a different vibe in here." And then they cut to Will Smith, who's laughing. So it's like, oh God, help me, people. Maybe don't cut to him anymore. <laughs> like it's just making me more angry at home. But um, and then she does the bit about the seat filler. Uh, first of all, uh, a bit that was taken, another one. Oh, yeah. I, I sent you a TikTok about it. So whenever Neil Patrick Harris hosted, he walked up to Steve Carell and said, oh, yeah, you, like, do starting the seat filler thing. He's like, oh, uh, what's your name? He's like, Steve. And they kind of do a bit more lighthearted. When this one just felt, to me, it just kind of felt malicious. Like, it just oh, didn't. okay. To me, it just. Was... Apparently, they knew about it. Did they? Yeah. Apparently, they knew about it. Just and seemed... and he was just playing along with it because everyone's like, oh, my God, he looked mad. But That's I think I everyone was so scared of being mad at their whatever their wives or whatever. But apparently they did know about it because it just also because just the way she like kind of took her out of the seat and was just kind of like get out of like it just didn't. And then he was like, oh, that's my wife. And he's like, married you to married seat to a seat filler. I, I mean, they could say 
I mean, if, if they say they were a part of it, that's fine. Yeah. Just to me, it wasn't like him even like playing along with it. It just looked like he was on. Unco- I wouldn't even say mad. He just looked like uncomfortable. Yeah. I think he was acting. I don't know. I just I didn't like it, especially yeah. because what when go back and when I because I, I sent it to you, watch the Neil Patrick Harris one, because it's just it's just kind of it's it's funnier. It's a little more lighthearted. I don't right. think we needed. I guess maybe that aggressive of a joke at yeah, that time. Yeah, yeah. I guess especially with the whole husband and wife stuff, maybe will. And because like it's not like like um, Christian Dunst had been there before. Like if she had like a bunch of nominations and maybe has won an Oscar, maybe it's a good time to do that kind of bit. right, right. But, like that was her first ever nomination. It just kind of felt like to me that you're kind of taking that, not taking right. it away from yeah, her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then we have Best Actress comes and Jessica Chastain wins. And her speech was probably my favorite of the night. She talks. She's just very thoughtful and it's very um, well said. And then she talks about the LGBTQ plus community and, and the high rate of suicide. And I looked it up and she did have a sister because she said it has affected my family. So I looked it up and she did lose a sister in 2003 from suicide and then she talks about how Tammy Faye, like she she incorporates like kind of a social justice with her character. And I just thought it was really well done. I thought it was, you know, like especially because she doesn't condone what Tammy, like what she did. It was I loved the idea of her radical. Yeah. Niceness. Yeah. Like, like trying to be trying nice. To be nice. Yeah. And then we get to best picture and I am exhausted from emotions I don't 11:45. It's so late. It's 45 minutes past when it's supposed to end, which we always know it's going to go late, but this was like extremely late. Um and they announced Coda as the winner and I you and I like jumped up off the couch. We were so excited because for me this was just the best movie out of the all of the best pictures and I just think I think it's one of the best movies I've seen in a long long time. I think more movies like this should be made. It's just, it's like, I could not say enough. I can't say enough nice things about this movie, like, or good things about it. I just love it. So they went three for three for their Oscars. So we tried to end on a high note. I was so excited for Coda, but I think the whole night got really tainted with everything that happens, unfortunately. And I think we'll be talking about this for a long time. I think, I think next year's Oscars are going to address it pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah. And the what I've been because now it's like all we talk about, but um, they all the anybody that goes to the Academy Awards, they all have to sign a contract. Um, and it's just like, you know, a contract of how you're going to behave and violence is on there. You will not be violent. So he has broken that contract. So there has to be a consequence for that, unfortunately. Well, not unfortunately, but there has to be a consequence because you can't behave like that can't go around hitting people if your feelings are hurt like you just you just can't and I'm and I'm empathetic to the fact that she has alopecia like I'm to that I am empathetic that that joke must have hurt her feelings of everything she has dealt with but I'm not I will never get on board with him protecting his wife by hitting someone like I just won't it's just like no I think everybody that is like picking a side I'm I'm gonna pick my own side I'm gonna go everyone almost everyone in the situation is wrong yeah and I like um sorry I should have put down but Nino Dubrov had a really good one she's like she basically said I like Chris um something like 
I like Chris. Something about the joke was in bad taste, but I hope he's okay. I like Will. I don't agree with what he did, but I hope he's okay. I like Jada. I'm sorry that her feelings, like it's much more eloquent than I'm giving it, but I hope she's okay. And you are, you're talking about like three people that, you know, this is all like hurt, right? Mm -hmm. It's just one was physically and I just don't agree with that. So I don't know. I think we should also be happy Jimmy Kimmel didn't host this Oscars (laughs) because it would have been so funny. He he would have ran with that. Like that would have just been the rest of the show because he was on Bill Simmons podcast yeah. on Sunday night. And it was funny. They I don't know if you heard it, but at the beginning, he's like, oh, we saved this beginning portion of the podcast in case something crazy happened at the Oscars. He's yeah. like, like Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. But Jimmy Kimmel said if he was hosting, he's like, they would have to get me on stage as quick as possible because he and. I, he, I don't know if, like, as he was watching and that happened, he thought of this joke, but he was like, uh, we need to get the interpreters to explain what oh, happened to the cast of Coda. I was like, that is so bad. And if that happened, it would have made everything worse. Yeah. But it was such a funny joke when he said it. Yeah. No, that was, yeah. Yeah, it's um, uh, one other thing I just want to say is Wanda Sykes is on Ellen and she told Ellen that um, at the after party that they all went to, Chris Rock was there and Chris Rock came right up to Wanda right away and apologized to her. And she was like, why are you apologizing to me? Like, I, you know, I'm sorry that that happened to you. And he's like, that was your hosting experience. Like, I, I hope that this didn't, I hope that that didn't take away from your hosting like he felt really bad that now that's what everybody's talking about when you know these three women were up there trying trying to host a show so I thought that was in really good taste I think he handled himself really well when that all went down because it could have gone super sideways like what if he had punched back or what if he you know but he just kind of carried on he he got the show kind of rolling again and I think that took I think he was the bigger bigger man there so yeah I mean, I could talk about this all night, so we better cut it off. Cut it off. Yeah, like I could just go on and on because it's literally all I've read about in the last two, three days. I think this was good, though. This was cathartic for me. And I think that's I'm done with reading about it. And I think I'm done with like I'm not going to give it any more of my like energy kind of thing because I think it's. Oh, I just want to quickly say Dune. Uh, Dune one cinematography, original score, film editing, uh, production design, sound and visual effects. So I would say they were the big winner as far as like a movie besides Coda because they won all three of theirs. But I would say they were kind of like they won a lot that mm. night. So, yeah, I don't know. It was fascinating. Let me tell you, I bet you the numbers are up next year for Oscars. People are going to be like, all right, what do we got this year? Right. Yeah. I don't know. That's it. All right. Let's let's do our, our oh, IMC. Yeah. IMC. Uh, oh, I didn't even really pick. Oh. Um, on the rocks, on Apple. What's that? It's the Bill Murray, Rashida Jones. Or wow. do you always say Radisha? Radisha. Rashida. Rashida. Uh, do you want to watch a Will Smith movie? Uh, definitely. <gasps> I have one in there that I'll I'll say for a little yeah, further yeah, down the line. Please. Um, I don't know. What are you in the? I'm actually good for anything now. I feel like I'm. I could go with anything. Uh, did you ever see the Tom Holland movie Sherry or Cherry? No, I didn't. So that's I will, on Apple. Yeah, I will <gasps> challenge it's, you to watch that. Okay, it is. Have you seen it? I have not. So we're gonna watch it together. Oh, fun! I love when we do that. Perfect. So we got 
Cherry or Sherry. I don't know what it is. And what am I watching? I think it's I called On the Rocks. On the Rocks. It's the Bill Murray, Rashida Jones one. Radisha Stop. Jones. Don't make fun. All right. Our, our longest podcast ever. I know. I'm sorry, everyone. There was a lot to talk about, though. Yeah, it was a lot to unpack, and I'm sure we probably could have talked about it for longer. 100%, because I know I'm going to go downstairs and be like, oh, I forgot to say this or whatever, right? Lupita Nyong'o, definitely. Oh, yeah, I loved. Best supporting actress. <laughs> yeah, because she's like, at first, she's like, uh, everyone thought it was a bit. If yep. you talk to anybody at the after party, they were all like, we thought it was a bit. And um, her face is like laughing until he starts screaming at the top of his lungs. And her face, you can just see it just changes like... Yeah, goes from kind of like not even smiling, but to like, what is happening? What? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it's the second craziest Oscar moment ever. I will, I will argue you that. You think so? Yeah, I think, no. I think we save that for when we do debates again. All right, you're on. All right, anything else? I got nothing else. All right, and besides that, we will see you next time. Bye.